Hi guys, it's Christopher Lewis and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real life (laughs) (laughs) information to help you navigate your relationship, we've got you covered. We've got you covered. All right, guys. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, honey. Hi. We're at another day at Sticky Paw Studios. One for three. You're like one for three today. Big (laughs) time. And why am I looking at, speaking of one for three, why are there three knives sitting on the table in front of me? I couldn't decide which one. (laughs) Like, I just have... Like all the cool, like look at these guys. Jamie is amazing. showcasing these amazing. Is that's the uh, Microtech <laughs> knives? Yeah. yeah, great one. Shout ones. out to Microtech. Yeah, I, I need to get me one of those just because they just. What for? They're not I, even I, legal the, in the California. The blue. Look at that. You just you just mess. Okay, that one? one is awesome. This too. one is Cali legal. These are not. These See, are I don't OTFs. understand why is the biggest one legal and the smaller ones well, are this not. This is like a like a folder. Okay, all so right. So you can have the folders, um, but in. Where you live, yeah. an OTF. Oh, okay. It's a no-go. All right. Well, just give me one of the no-go's. I like I like being one of those type but of I, people. But I did have. I'm. I don't know if I had them in California. No, I don't. I'm, I'm a rule follower, but I have my own <laughs> set of rules. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Okay. So. All right, guys, we're going to jump right in this one because we have this amazing woman sitting next to us today. Our guest today is a private flight attendant who can do more than just cater to the rich and famous and point you to the nearest exit rows. This mile-high hottie is an extreme adventurer, as, as extreme adventurous as they come. Not only has she been to every major stop in the world, she has reached the summit of a few mountaintops as well. And the list goes on from motorcycles to meditation and world-class chef skills. Her resume will charm anyone she sets her eyes on. Please welcome the incredible and sexy chameleon, Kayla Perez, to the show. Hi, Kayla. Hello. How are you? I'm amazing. Good. Thank you for having me. I'm loving what you're wearing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to just like cozy up next to you and just be like... Yes, whatever you say. He just wants to touch you. I don't, mean, let him <laughs> don't let her fool you. Don't let her fool you. But she's right, though. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is why I have the guests sit next to me. Like I said, I, I missed this in the earlier episode. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, it was hard because usually our guests are always like across. Yeah. And um, our last guest was over here. So the whole time I was like this. And I'm like this. I'm like, I can't. And he's trying to get closer. It's too far. (laughs) A little (laughs) perv. In the best way, people. In the best way. So how are you? I'm doing amazing. Good. I'm doing amazing. Yeah, I've just been trying to train hard for, you know, the mountains in between flying and kind of balancing my entire being okay right? it's it's been uh we had a great weekend went to country festival yeah you guys are together this yeah. weekend that's right <laughs> all right tell me about sure. that you said it was called tailgate yeah so my friend mal and john carlo produce this every year it's the third annual and it's basically a country festival that you can tailgate at so bring your you know your beer your hot dogs whatever you want to bring yeah. and tailgate <laughs> and, and um everyone just has a good time and there's great artists and they collab it's a little bit of a hip-hop spin with country that okay. uncle blount brown and uh billy curring so it's was, it was fun and this is for time. three days correct this is for two days gotcha. actually so um yeah it's they have a little pool party makeshift pool party nice. it's pretty cool yeah it's mm-hmm. good it's, it's amazing on how like i was telling it's like a little mini like a half half, half a little weekend burning man sort of situation because you're just bringing your own stuff and building up for a stage and all this stuff for this yeah. event but i wonder it's like like what are the setup like that some of the people had are they coming out in like rvs and things like that as well oh yeah cornhole okay. barbecue <laughs> yeah. grills like okay 
Yeah. Not, not your typical sporting tailgate, I take it, then, basically. I mean, it, it is pretty similar. Okay, you know, that's you right, because they do bring the big stuff. And you have your, Just your beard bikinis, and bikinis, a lot of naked <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> and the pool. Who brought that's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's after, not lying there. Is this after day two, basically? You've seen a lot of that I running around? I think, like, day two, we didn't even make it to the front, and a naked cowboy <laughs> approached <laughs> us. <laughs> Okay. It was effort. Yeah. yeah. I like that it was effort. Yeah. What time of day was this? Morning? Noon? Evening? It was afternoon-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's an early start, by the way. Yeah. Like early mm -hmm. evening. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. All right. He, he, he was good looking. Yeah. Nice body. God, did he have his cowboy hat on? Oh, he did. Nice. Definitely did. Mm -hmm. Shirtless. <laughs> cowboy boots. <laughs> the whole nine. So I hear you just said something. You're gearing up for your next mountain climb. Yes. I am, yes. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm traveling to Nepal in October. So October, November. It would be 25-day excursion, and you basically are on the mountain the entire time. Okay. So it's, it's called Alma de Blom. And it's right next to Everest. It's in that region. And it is the highest I'll ever attempt okay. in mountaineering. I was just about to ask, would the next step be Everest then after that? But I assume this will be the highest? Um, this is the highest attempt so far. Okay. Depending on how I do on this climb, I can gauge whether I can go up to an 8,000 meter peak, which is the highest. And, um, you know, potentially Everest. Soon wow. Is, That's is, amazing. Is my goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's exciting. Yeah. See, the cold rules me out right there. The cold weather, I'm out just from that. But, well, she has actually, um, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Raynaud's. So she actually has an excuse to stay out of the cold. Okay. A legitimate excuse. What Do does you know that, what that mean, is? No. no. Tell us a yeah. little bit about that. So Raynaud's is an autoimmune. Um, they don't know really why it's triggered. Okay. But it's vascular constriction of your extremities. So your feet, your hands turn ghost white when they get cold so okay. it's hyper excited by the cold and uh you are supposed to veer away from the cold she's supposed, supposed to stay to. out of the cold man <laughs> supposed to avoid the cold and i run into the cold yeah, I, yeah so what's the so the challenge behind mm -hmm. that for you then is do you wear extra gear or the same gear i mean how do you prepare for this and if that's the the, the thing that you have up against you already right i mean it's 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 tough because even with heated gloves for example in peru i was still couldn't i still could not feel my hands at eighteen thousand feet okay and you you basically approach at a alpine start so it's leaving at midnight so it's zero degrees <laughs> negative and there's really no way to prepare it and there's no real training for it but i have heard that part of what I can do to adapt to the cold is actually stick my hands in ice in an ice bucket for eight minutes. Wow. So I do that every day. So I'll fill a bucket with ice and my roommate comes in and I just have my hands in ice and he asks me, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, it's training. It's part of my training. It's um, like an ice bath, but for extremities and hopefully it helps. Okay. Um, how did you learn how to do that? Was that from a recommendation? So I have a few mentors in climbing mm -hmm. that have recommended it. Uh, there's some science behind it as well. A lot of um, leading experts in the industry have researched it and said that cold therapy actually is a great um, way to maybe acclimate yeah. and and um, utilize it against, you know, or actually use it 
for you, you know? So for me, um, one of my biggest mentors is Conrad Anchor, and he is probably one of the best climbers in the world. He's come out with documentaries, Maru. Um, he, he's probably the best in the business. Okay. And I asked him, how do I recover from this? Or how do I, because I don't want it to dehabilitate myself. I right. want to climb. I want to do this. I want to become the best version I can in the mountains. So he said, get an ice bucket, put your hands in ice. <laughs> yeah. So And you said eight minutes? Eight minutes. Okay. So I actually, I found a song. Ironically, it's called Freeze by, by uh, is it Kygo? So Kygo just came up with a song <laughs> called Freeze. And uh, it's exactly eight minutes. Wait, the song's eight minutes the, as well? The song's eight I minutes. I was meant for you. Uh, <laughs> and I said, this is my song. So I put it on every time. Thanks, Kygo. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. And I take it this is a practice. What about your feet, your extremities of your feet as well? Same thing? So there are certain boots that are sold for mountaineering. There's 6,000 meter boots. There's 8,000 meter boots. And and 20,000? Because I need a 20,000 meter <laughs> range. I'm still not doing it. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold. Yeah. Um, so they're super thick and they're insulated and double wall. So they try, they basically keep your feet warm, okay. warmer in higher altitudes. And for me, um, I haven't tried the 8,000 meter boot because I haven't been up that high. So I just yeah. got them in today, actually. So I have nice. to go try them on and, <laughs> and train with them. And I think the best part of that is breaking them in in the summer in Las Vegas. Oh, um, wow. Because they're so hot and warm. So yeah. I might take them up Mount Charleston hiking them. Oh, shit. Does it hurt your feet? Well, they're very stiff. So they're meant for climbing, okay. you know, putting crampons on the bottom and walking on ice glacier. So um, they definitely are going to be interesting to break in. Right. It's, it's going to be tough. Um, but they they basically almost go up to your knee. And they are they look like moon boots. They're pretty okay. thick. They're yeah. just bright yellow boots. And uh, I'll be breaking those in sometime this week. <laughs> I was just about to tell I go, why am I imaging myself like dressed as an astronaut in this whole scenario well, for me? We That's what need it seems to, like. um, I'll send over a photo so we can put it up and show her actually um, on the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's some great there's some great photos of you reaching yeah. the summit of a few of them. That's pretty impressive. So I'm, I'm and really then you can see you. her in her whole like suit and getty up. And then she literally had I went and visited her before she went on her last climb, mm -hmm. and she had everything laid out on a pool table. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, you pack all this stuff. And she was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. But that's so, left at the base camp, obviously, right? And then you just kind of just go from there when you when you do your ascends. So it's a process. Mm -hmm. um, to get to base camp, the treks itself, there's mules involved, there's porters involved, and then you carry a pack with you as well. So once you're at base camp, then there's a climatization phase. So you, you carry all your gear up to camp one, then camp two, and then all the way back down. So you're kind of doing it in intervals, mm -hmm climbing to acclimatize, but also getting familiar with your gear and, you know, the guides and everything. So um, getting used to carrying the pack. So I actually train with the pack. I go to the gym and I'll wear about 40 pounds, 30 minutes of Stairmaster. And Man. You know, people kind of look at me weird with my moon boots, but <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Do you wear those at Lifetime? I do. And the, they don't say anything to you? 
with you on the stairmaster in them? No, I mean they look at me, they stare yeah. at me. <laughs> what are they gonna say? I mean, I would stare She's a paying anyway, customer. Come not. on, you can do whatever she wants. So I'm to do. staring at you for different reasons. <laughs> can you imagine them going like through their like doctors going, "Is this legal? Are like, you in yoga pants or shorts? This? Like yeah. we want the whole visual. Shorts <laughs> would be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, I think that's so, that's awesome. Now your gear, by the yeah. way. So is it? Do you? I know with different. Um, um, Altitudes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's, your gear stays the same? How fluctuated is this up besides the boots and some of the little things like that? But your gear that you're taking up each summit, similar, same? It's all different. Okay. Um, like you said, depending on this, the summit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 6,000 meters is way different than 8,000 meter. So for my next climb, because it's so cold, I have to wear a summit suit. Okay. Which they wear on Everest <clears throat> and the 8,000 meter peaks. So it's a full down suit and head to toe, you're covered, you're layered up. And the art of mountaineering, you have to stay dry because the moment you get cold, you freeze and it's over. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of the things that obviously that's my biggest challenge is staying warm, but okay. not sweating. Okay. Have you ever got wet? Yes. Not in the wet you're thinking. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the way she said. It. I was like, wow, we're going right for it right now. Okay. Did yes, Kayla. Do you now go over to me? Yes. <laughs> I'm curious. Oh my god. At what altitude does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten wet on the mountain? Yes. Okay, stop. Yes. <laughs> so like, let me get my visualization back. You can't go right back into Namaste, the question again Namaste. like that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Amber, rewind that. Let's start, let's start over. Okay, go this ahead. This is a live show, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I've definitely overlayered and sweated and became. I had to change, but it all depends. You you get to know your body, your mm-hmm. physiology, what altitude you're climbing, how fast you're moving. Um, also, how many people are you with? Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen recent photos of Mount Everest, but there's lines to see. I've people. seen that jam packed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're essentially standing in line okay. waiting to summit. There's a queue. How, if I may ask, how do they do that in a way that, you know, because people do get in trouble up there. I've seen like the Sherpa mm-hmm. guy who did all those eight summits or whatever. How many minutes was, I think it was six or something, 14, 12, so, uh, 14 peaks. Thank in you. Nims Persia. Yeah. yeah. So somewhere in that area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He was amazing by the way. But my question is, is that, um, how do you like, if they're lining all those people up like that, that is not safe, especially when you are kind of getting to certain points and people are, you know, like they said, there's frozen bodies dead on the side. You can't do anything about that. Some people don't freaking make it. Right. But if you're in a line like that, that long, and let's say you're at the back, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of back of the lines, but I'm not going to be that person in the back going, I can get up there much quicker. And, 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 you know, I'm just wondering now, like your pressure, your, your cardio, your adrenaline, whatever it is to get you up there. Mm -hmm. Can you pass people up on the way or in theory? Okay. I just assume people are on a line, like just in a row and you have to stay in that line. In theory, I, I don't right. know. You do. So there's there is a queue and yeah. you are uh, essentially roped up. So you are on an ascender. There's fixed rope. Um, however, for example, Nims, when he climbed, there was a queue, but he went around the okay. crowd. So actually, I will be climbing with Nims. He's my guide oh, in that's amazing. Um, October, which is exciting. Yeah, one of the best climbers in the world, right? What he did essentially summited 
14 8,000 meter peaks in six months. Yeah, that was a great show, by the way. Is that was phenomenal. Is Have you seen inspiring. this? No. Oh, you I don't need watch to watch TV. this. Oh. <laughs> this I, is something you should watch, though. Will you send it to me, Kayla? I, I would love yeah. to watch yeah. it. Yeah, like, it's it's very very inspiring. In six months, he did fourteen, right? And <clears throat> just, right, fourteen and, eight thousand meter peaks, which previous record and can, was. Yeah, what was the record? So I think it was like seven years, something like that. Seven years, he did it in six wow. months. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous timing. And you're hiking with this guy. He's my guide, so he actually has a guide service, Ali Exped, and um, we will be hiking Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and he does a lot more eight thousand meter peaks as well. But this is an intro to 8,000 meter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's amazing. And on top wow. of this now, this guys, we're just, we have Kayla Perez here and just already given a small tidbit of her like amazing adventurous lifestyle. Um, you're also a luxury flight attendant. So you probably meet some amazing people and you get to fly to some really amazing spots. So how do you um, uh, take time out in those areas for yourself? And how many, what is your turnaround when you're, when you're in there like that for you with your job? So... I work in a very small niche mm -hmm. of everyone thinks flight attendant, Delta, Southwest, right? Commercial. Um, private is very much your own space. You can work in so many different avenues. You can work for Heart 91, which is an owner of a company uh, that owns a jet. Mm. You work for them specifically and travel with them. Uh, or you can work for a charter, which is 135, and you can work with several different companies and fly a different person every day to different lengths. It could be here to LA or it could be here to Africa. Okay. And it's always different. Um, so I kind of work in a hybrid style where I work both. I'm an independent contractor, so I pick and choose the trips that I want to go on. And obviously I can climb with that schedule because I, I can create freedom and I can create I recently stepped down from a full-time position to climb mountains okay. and do what I want to do. You deserve it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you put in the work, so yeah. for so sure. It's been rewarding. It's been a journey. You know, there's you wear many hats as a flight attendant, and most people don't understand the amount, the process of flying. You know, so you basically, you're a chef, you're mm -hmm. a florist, you're a planner, you're a safety attendant, uh, you spoil the pilots, you do everything, right? And and it's highly competitive, so every single flight matters. Okay, do you work with the, is there a team system per se? Like let's say the pilots go, we want Kayla on this flight. You know, Do they get the choice or is it mainly the company kind of deciding this after a while for you? It's both. Mm -hmm. The pilots have a huge influence okay. on whether they want you or not, uh, but Ultimately, it's up to the company or the owners of the aircraft. Okay. And sometimes they like you and they'll use you recurring and sometimes they'll offer you full time. Mm. So it really just depends on on what you want in the, you can work as much as you want or as little as you want. Love that. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Yeah, see, it's better than being on a boat. A boat would like to like kill me. Like, you know, like, like services like that. I mean, this is, I, in the air, I'll do all day. Um, but being on a ship, it would just like with the rolling and all that stuff we were discussing in a previous episode, it would so just. So you want to fly private? You, I, yes, <laughs> yes. When are we leaving? By the way, that's what I was getting at. Come on, guys, pick up the cues. So where are we going? <laughs> Peru. <laughs> you know, Shoot, anytime. Yay. Yay. You hear that, guys? Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Jamie, get with it. Come on. <laughs> I need you to get better jobs. Come yeah. On. So I was talking a little bit with her about um, plant medicine and <clears throat> she's been to Colombia. So that's kind of um, my intention and my goal 
is to um, do a little journey with Kayla to Columbia. Nice. Hopefully, um, the beginning of this year. Yeah, let's let's discuss that. So, guys, this is our episode today. We're going to get into. I, I want to call it wellness. We'll call it plant wellness as our episode today because I know mm-hmm. that you have really experience in just like natural, like you know, what would we call this? Um, plant medicine. Plant medicine. Thank you very much. So, let's discuss that and let our viewers know because I feel like it's a it's a huge topic as of late, and I feel like a lot of people are now doing mm-hmm. that route more of just going the natural route versus like the um, synthetic and chemical route. So, let's touch base on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So plant medicine is actually making its way through um, the mainstream space. Right. It's becoming more, more accepted. And um, there's a lot more science behind it now, more funding. Um, for me, it's changed my life. It is, I, I haven't taken a pill or I haven't been to the doctor in years. It's been such a huge part of my journey and my truth. I've been um, lucky enough to, blessed enough to go to Colombia and sit with uh, ayahuasca, which is in Colombia, it's actually called ambiwasca. Okay. And um, they call it the mother medicine. You know, it is the most beautiful experience of my life. And essentially what it is, is for me, stripping away the ego and the narrative that you've been told in life um, that you've adopted, and there's nothing wrong with ego, right? We, we kind of demonize ego and say that it's something that uh, we shouldn't have. Right. But ego is our identity, it's part of us. We work with the ego. Um, however, we need to learn the process with that. And so ayahuasca kind of strips that away. Everything that you say, my name is Kayla, I'm a flight attendant, I do all these crazy things, but that is all extracted. And what you're left with is the truth, is the innate truth, is connection to everything that is. And for me, it was a lesson of self-love and infinite love, you know, the depths of who I am, why I'm here and why we're all here and kind of connect in that space. And once you're in that and once you've recognize that you can bring that back with you and you can share that and you can integrate and weave your fabric into mm-hmm. into your daily life because you can now relate there's a reference point okay yeah. so off of that being said then do you feel like um Anyone who goes to do ayahuasca, and this is for, um, once again, once our list, because I know there's a lot of people like, it's a nerve, nervous, because they feel like, A, the first thought that comes to mind, which a lot of people, it's a drug, it's a drug, you know, it's a natural drug, it's still a drug, it's going to make me feel weird, whatever, whatever. What I want to know is the fact that, and I, and after listening to her for the first time, I think I want to do it because it's like, you know, and, but I like, I like what you just said. That's the first mm-hmm. time I got a full story on it. And trust me, I've done my drugs and I love my drugs, but like, that's something that I've, I've always well, kind of not when steer- Dan talked about it. You didn't want to try it. No, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, it's like, but Dan explained it a whole different way, by the way. Like, I want to hear a story. Yeah, no, but, but she's explained a way where it's like, like you said, it strips you down. When, when I heard strips your ego away, that for yeah. me, you already sold me for there because I mm-hmm. live my life by that whole motto. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious to go, well, if I already lived that life and that motto of my life, I wonder what's going to do for me. Mm-hmm. It's going to strip me down even more so to the bare bones of like what I'm looking for. But my question is, is that if someone does that, and when you said when you, the takeaway from it, if you have this takeaway, how many people actually, I guess the word I'm looking for is stick to that takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know, how much, you know what I mean? Versus like, oh, I did, it was fun and blah, blah, blah. Do and people it's, it's go all in and, and it not work for them? 
it's what you allow you know what you allow it's all intention so mm -hmm. you go into it thinking it's not going to work or you're not going to benefit in any way it's not going to right right, right. and it's it's something that they may have an experience but they may not take away anything because they don't firmly believe it to their core it's okay. not their reality um so they kind of suppress it along with other mm. things and not saying that it's a reality but you know your personal reality becomes your personality yeah so that's kind of what you really you really want to be called to it it's something that is not a weekend you know it's not for everyone but it's something that will show up in your life okay in the right timing and you will you will know for certain that you will respond in that intentional way of wanting more from that wanting the depths okay and even if you like you said something about intentional and people go in there and they might not find that same journey um, in other words, fighting against it. Let's say most of the time, if people go into this situation, you know what you're getting into, you know what you're going to do because it's a, it's a process, right. like you said. So if I go into this process and I'm, trust me, I'll be fully submerged in it. I will love being in that situation, but I'm sure people get there and they talk themselves out of it right away when they're on it because now they're trying to fight the urge or that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but once again, they're there on their own free will and theory. So. I guess what I'm getting at is like, you know, I, I feel like if you're committing to it, how come people just don't let themselves fully commit? You know, it's like one thing that I always say, it's like you do it's something. Fear. It is it's fear. fear. And that's it's okay fear. to be scared, but it's like, just allow yourself to, do you feel like the fear comes in when it starts the feeling of kicking in? And I say, sorry, you said the term kicking in because it's like, you know, with ecstasy and some of these, like, it's kicking in now. I feel oh it. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I it's mean, like, that's definitely a thing in hypothesis. Right. So it's like, the cup and you're like, it, it it's like I feel like kicking yeah. in. So I'm using the word term loosely kicking in. Um, yep. How does, so that's when that thing starts happening. You see that fear coming in and they just don't allow themselves to be in the moment. Like, do they shut down and can't experience the full? Mm. I feel that they can but they will still feel the experience okay but it may not be what they set their initial intention for so it can easily be she's going to show you she meaning ayahuasca will show you where you need to go at that moment so if you're running or you're fear-based out of you know something that you're suppressing she will summon that up okay and and show you where you need to go very much a teacher yeah and that's when you hear stories of you know going down this dark hole and seeing demons and then you see you know this crazy world um that's just amplified from your fear okay you know it's almost creating that space for you so that you can face it walk through that road and release it so for me it's all surrender healing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about it's about going in intentionally and fully surrendering, asking to feel what you you want to. So for me, I go in with the intention of wanting to know my path, wanting to know why I'm here on earth. You know, these probing questions that we really don't truly ask ourselves. Looking into the mirror and for me, I surrender into that. The moment that you surrender, you can't resist. The moment you resist, you you go down that. Oh, I'm with you. I'm Alice not in Wonderland yeah. hole. Yeah. Um, but once you surrender, then you will feel and see all the answers that you need to. Okay. But I think that's everything in life, right? Surrendering yeah. to 
it's also a push. It's a push and a pull, but surrendering in those right moments is crucial. Right. And I know we all have those moments where, um, you know, when you, like, for instance, we know something we know the answer to and we avoid it because it's, it's just a little scary. We're just scared of the truth in theory. But sometimes, like you just said, that truth, that's why I asked that question, because mm -hmm. I would like to know how many people actually leave. Like you said, when you leave there, you know, you find an inner truth of yourself. And mm -hmm. I want to know, do they actually stick with that path? You know, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully they stick with the path because they found something and it would just make a better world. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh my That's gosh. all I want. Yeah. Thousand I mean, percent. I think with like recovery, it's, um, and I'm not comparing ayahuasca to recovery, but every day it's um, setting your intention and a process and a practice. So just where you're at, like mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, some people fall off the wagon and, and other people can, can stick with it. Okay. Is there a time in that situation where, you know, um, that they say, you know, it's not the time for you to do this? Absolutely. And you know, if it's your time or not, you know, if you're called to the medicine or not, it's, it's something that, you know, deep down in your core. Mm -hmm that you're ready for a change or you're ready to amplify. For example, Aaron Rodgers just went on a podcast talking about ayahuasca and his experience. Okay. And he won two Super Bowls as a, yeah. you know, so he basically it's going to amplify wherever your passion is. Okay. Right. And it's really going to bring that depth and that love into it. Really what it taught me was self love to my core. Yeah. I couldn't offer anything to anyone till I truly loved myself. Once and that's I why I appreciate what you're saying. The self-love fact, when you said that, mm -hmm. I, I so appreciate that. And that mm -hmm. makes it sound like it's something that is, um, it's, it's intriguing. Yeah. 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 Very intriguing. It's a, it's a beautiful medicine and it's one of the avenues that we can take amongst others. You know, you hear of MDMA therapy mm -hmm. um, that is now being more and more readily available and encouraged okay. rather than any other um, antidepressants right. where you're on them for life, for example, you know, and you're, it's a reoccurring prescription, but this prescription is maybe a total of three times and it starts working post as well. So right. it's, it's, it doesn't ever stop. Okay. It's actually retraining your brain and your neural circuits. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then let's talk a little bit about um, combo. Is that combo, combo, yeah. So, combo is a master cleanse. It's also used in the Amazon. It's from the Amazon, the Amazonian um, giant tree frog. And what happens is they remove a secretion from the frog, mm -hmm. and they pick up access point. So, for example, um, each point would be burned off the top layer of the skin, and you put the secretion on each point, and it enters the lymphatic system, flushes your system, and you purge everything out. So so it's, it's a big cleanse. So a lot of prep for these medicines is combo. And uh, DMT, ayahuasca, you know, all these ceremonies, you really want to aggressively cleanse your body and your brain as much as you can okay. to have a clean slate to receive. And uh, combo has been a practice that I've been practicing for probably three, four years now. And I do it maybe every three months. Okay. I was going to ask you that. Like, how often do you, should you do something like that then? It's as much as you feel called to. Okay. You could do it once. Um, you could do it 
three times a month. But I, I do highly recommend at least, you know, if you are called to it, obviously it's not for everyone like any other plant medicine. If you are called to it, at least try it out, see how you feel, and then and then you partake in that okay. process of adopting it. Is most of this own. stuff readily available to do in areas around everywhere? Not you know what I mean? Everywhere, like as in, can I go back to LA and just find a spot to do something like this to cleanse and combo or? Right. So some of them are, some of them you are searching a little more in depth in the Amazon. Mm, yeah. For example, ayahuasca and these other sacred medicines, I always want to go to um, pers personal preference, and it's not for everyone. Um, I go to Colombia okay. or Peru, anywhere in the Amazon, uh, because that's the land, that's where it's originated, that's where it was practiced and adopted, right? And combo I would do here in Las Vegas. Okay. Right. I have a sister that is amazing with it and and she she hosts a whole ceremony with singing bowls and it it's very, very beautiful. It's almost a fine tune. Yeah. So you walk outside and everything's a little bit brighter. Is yeah. there any any one of these um, medicines that could be like overused and abused? I think that's anything in life. Mm -hmm. I think anything could be overused and abused uh, if you don't have the right intention behind it. You always have to ask yourself why. Why are you maybe relying on it if you're using it reoccurringly? Um, but if you do it, if you do it more than others, it's your calling, right? It's something that you truly know the answer to. So, um, for example, like with combo, if someone showed up like every two days, could, would she be like, okay, I think you're overdoing it or is that not their place to say? Um, it's not the practitioner's place to say, but maybe there's some probing questions. Maybe there's deeper rooted uh, questions that mm -hmm. you want to ask. Why do you want to do it so frequently? And why do you feel you need to cleanse so aggressively? Mm. And maybe it would pivot you into a different direction with a different medicine, maybe work with or take a look at other angles of your life. Right. Which is, yeah, that the psyche behind it. It's just when just you're asking that question, I was thinking sometimes we're always searching for answers and searching for something. And even with the cleanse, it's mm -hmm. like you feel like you're not, it's never enough or something. So I can see why. Or someone can, just wanting more, yeah, like having yeah. that addictive personality. Right, right. Like I feel like with the ayahuasca, um, I don't know what the frequency, but you just answer that. It just depends on what your calling is and what if it's calling to you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, um, you know, once it's a great start. And then you just kind of see where it takes from there. If you're open to it and, and you find right. those sort of answers, but the answers are always going to ebb and flow. I'm sure you might've discovered that. Or do you feel like you've come up with the same, yep, I'm still along the same path. Does it come across like that to you? There's always deeper lessons every time I okay. go into it. Okay. It's never the same journey. Okay. So I can go into a whole different journey and lesson the second time. So I've went to the Amazon twice, two separate times to journey with ayahuasca. And the first time was a good introduction to the medicine, to the land, to myself, mm -hmm. to the universe. I didn't fully grasp it until I had a reference point. Going back into it, I was a little more comfortable in the setting and I surrendered even deeper. 
And I feel like when I surrender deeper and I fully just release any resistance, that's when I get the clearest answers. Got it. And that's when I fully felt that self-love just emerge from myself and give unconditionally to others. It was the most beautiful feeling of my life. It's amazing. Yeah. But it, like she said, it's it's a practice and, yeah. and being like intentional with your purpose and being there and knowing that you're able to surrender. Yeah. yeah. And then w- th- this weekend, we she introduced me to something. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. So, you guys? What? <laughs> you a new guy? This is interesting. Oh my right. God. So, we just only wow. do tailgate fest. <laughs> Surprise. She did That's actually meet my guy. That's but. why the naked cowboy came up. Tell. I um, sent him on his way. <laughs> so I introduced her to another uh, medicine a resource, a tool used in the Amazon, and it's called Hape or Rape, mm-hmm. depending on the pronunciation. I can't even say that word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Hupe is actually a tobacco. It's a tobacco snuff. And it's finely ground up into a powder. And how it's administered is uh, through a small bamboo uh, stick. Mm -hmm. So it's almost uh, the self-server is called a karape. And it's a V-shaped bamboo stick. And you blow in one end and you put the tobacco on the other end and it goes up your nose. I think I've seen this. Yes. Okay. 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 So, so that's, that's hape. Um, and it's used in ceremony space. It's used to align, to cleanse, um, to, um, calm your nervous system and really put you into that alignment for whatever space you're going in. So also during ayahuasca, it's a great tool the shamans use to either ground or to help you purge or to move that energy through you. Um, it's not so much psychoactive. It's more meditative. Okay. So I would use it daily or, you know, every other day to meditate and to connect. And um, so I asked Jamie if she would allow me <laughs> to serve me. her. <laughs> and she said yes. And I was excited. I was very excited. Um, so I served her uh, just a small amount to acquaint her with the medicine, mm-hmm. introduce her, and um, and then you can finish the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, well, I didn't know how I was going to do because I was like, look, I've never done a drug in my life. I don't want anything up my nose. And I was like, I can't even do like a nose spray. And she's like, I mean, her energy you can already tell is yeah. like so calming yeah, and trusting. It is. It really is. So I was like, if I'm going to try anything, like it's of course going to be with you and I trust you. So she was like, I'm just going to do like a, she did like a small introduction. I was a little like freaked out, but I just like trusted. She gave really good instruction direction and it was it was really cool. That's great. Yeah. So um, for you, and how, I would try it again. How how did you feel after you were done? And what, um, what like you know she said to put you in a meditative state. I, so. I told her I don't. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't even know how to like inhale a cigarette. And she was like, What? Because <laughs> she's yeah. like, I need you to block your throat. Don't. And I'm like thinking all these things. Um, I'm like, Fuck! I can't even in, inhale or smoke weed. Like right. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And just, so. Her instructions were really good. And, um, yeah, it was just, I felt 
um, like a sense of calm. And then I set an intention. I meditated and kind of repeated my mantra and tried to stay really like in a, a space of nothing. Okay. Okay. And yeah. that feeling of that meditative state for you, um, how long did you felt your most calm in that, in that perfect space? Um, I think it, well, I asked her and she said it's different mm -hmm. like every time. Yeah. Um, so we were like indoors and I feel like I was like, I'm very like outdoor nature and I'm like, Ooh, I just wanted like the sun on my skin mm -hmm. and I'm um, like even being in the window. So I don't know, like a good, I mean, I felt good throughout the entire day, okay. to be honest. Um, but the initial, like it burned a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she said, it's normal. That's normal. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it was like nothing negative. I don't have one negative thing That's to great. say about it. And like I said, it's something that I would definitely um, try again. Okay. All right. You hear this, listeners? There's a lot of really good stuff out there to help you to, A, to, it's soul searching. It's the, I, I love the fact, mm -hmm. I'm just going to call it soul searching because there's a lot of us that actually need to take a break from our everyday life and just kind of go out and be. And this is why for myself, I know a lot of people go to Joshua Tree to find certain things or whatever as well. I don't do Joshua Tree. I can like find myself in my own house at that point. <laughs> Um, but I do, and and by the way, and I'm a nature. I, I actually, I'm a I'm a city boy at heart. But I do I do appreciate. Like I want to do the Amazon. I want to do things mm -hmm. like that because that's the stuff I appreciate, not stuff mm -hmm. like Joshua Tree does nothing for me. I don't ever need to go out that way for doing anything. Where most people will do them find themselves and all this and that. Yeah, I've once never again, been, yeah, but... it's it's not one of my things. But the Amazon, all that, I will do because that's an adventure. It's something new and it's different. Um, I appreciate this, like something I'm fascinated with this whole realm, by the way, because it is, once again, it's, it's nature's miracle, you know, with all the syndicated mm -hmm. and fabricated drugs out there that we use in our day-to-day -day life to make us, to heal us, to things like that. We gotta remember this all started from plant-based stuff that people forget about. I mean, if it wasn't for these plant-based things, you couldn't synthesize it and make a chemical version of it anyways. So yeah, so I appreciate it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And you do have a calming, you're so calming. Gosh. You, know, you almost you. want me to meditate. Let's all meditate. I don't meditate, but I'm just like, oh, God, it's like she's just so calm in your voice and just your whole like energy is just, just mm -hmm. an amazing energy. So mm, thank um, you. now I want to roll back to one little thing on top of this, um, dealing with the same thing. Um, your rock climbing and everything that you do in your life, like mm -hmm. motorcycle riding, skiing, all these things, it's, it's to you, it seems like it's a part of all of this in a realm. Like it seems like when you rock climb, it's just a part of your calming you're, mm -hmm. you're you're an outdoor person and it just right. seems to really just keep you um balanced right okay. yeah absolutely so i i pick each sport or activity everything that i do with intention mm -hmm. and guidance and it's meditative for me there's a lot of love that goes in there's mm -hmm. a lot of love that goes into the suffering in a mountain when you're on the top of a mountain and you're sleeping in negative degree weather and you're, you know, you can't breathe, you you're nauseous, you're getting altitude sickness. There's a there's a love of struggle in that right. because you're persevering, you're pushing through your limited physical beliefs, and it's becoming the best version of yourself so that you can add value to those around you. And essentially, that's why we're here, right? Earth yeah. school. And and for me, um, I I allow my life to just roll and unfold as 
as it comes. Okay. I roll with it. So, you know, I might go take the Harley out one day and pack it up. And I actually just ran into Brian and he, <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's go ride Harleys. <laughs> um, one day and then the next day go rock climbing. And the next day I have to work or fly to Africa and then back and, and then just meeting people, experiencing different foods, you know, just living yeah. life. And that's something that I just, if I want to do something, I want to go out and do it. And I'm going to enjoy it with full intention and gratitude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You got a good friend here. I know. Luckily, <laughs> I got her all weekend. Would you climb? Yeah. Would you climb with her? Would you do something like that? You know, we talked about it this weekend and we decided that um, she could go climb with my guy and I'm, they can drop me off at Baskin Robbins. She oh. didn't have interest. <laughs> she didn't have any interest in climbing, which is okay. There's no passion behind that one. I will be right here for you guys when you get back, and I will be their biggest cheerleaders. Being like, yeah, for sure. That's so funny. All right, I know our time is running short, and we I, I could go on for I could I could go on for lots of yeah. questions and ask so maybe, many things. Maybe maybe I will climb with you. Yeah. I don't okay. I don't want to start her off small. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll take, just start, I'll take you up on that. You know, okay. here's the best way to do: just start off with the moon boots and put her on the stairmaster. If she can handle that, then she's ready. If she could walk in them. <laughs> she <laughs> we got me in the, the gym side. this weekend. That'll be that'll be the, that'll be the test. That'll be the test. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna run into a um, guys. We have Kayla Perez on the show, and thank you so much. We could keep here for about another time. I'm sure we're running a little late today, but. Um, we're getting into our question of the day. So I'm going to pick one of these, and this is a really easy one. So my, <laughs> this, this, this is an easy one. My boyfriend and I just moved in together. I've never shared a bathroom with a partner before. Any tips? What do I do not to lose my private time? What do I do not to lose my private time? She's not a candidate for ayahuasca, by the way, because she's just she will have no private time in this situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be running through the jungle. She will have no private time, but go ahead. Well, I mean, during ayahuasca, you have the poop trail, right? Ooh. There's no private time there. What is a poop trail? So, so when you're sitting with the medicine, there's a trail that you follow. So when you're purging, you purge from all ends, yeah. right? And you get to know whoever you're with very closely Okay. Uh, and get really personal real quick. So, so people shit their pants? No, well, what? you run to the trail. I mean, you're still conscious, so you can, you can go to the trail, but it's like a land mine and so it's pitch black in the amazon so you have a headlamp and you gotta you gotta navigate through that area while you're journeying so you gotta you gotta dodge the landmines gotcha. right and so um i feel like <laughs> once you once you've experienced that then then you know you're quiet time. <laughs> it's a lot different <laughs> see girl you're just like this is nothing compared to what kayla's talking about your private time you're you're walking through shit mines so i think you, give your boyfriend that opportunity to join in the bathroom for god's sakes but go ahead I, invite him invite him on a ayahuasca journey and then, <laughs> and then you will have no issues <laughs> you know this is a real thing by the way Way. And uh, it's funny because, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, say anything, but I had a friend of mine, she just recently broke up with someone and, mm -hmm. and the guy was upset with her because he's, he, and I, and this is the true quote, I can't date you because you didn't, you don't go to the bathroom in front of me. 
So, wow, yeah. that's so, that's serious. I feel like they need to go to the Amazon together. Right? See, thank you. But but how it's long a, were they dating? I, it doesn't matter. But it, um, what I'm getting at, <laughs> is, I don't want to delve anything. But it's it's a real it's a real thing though, where people just they need their private time and they just don't want to. And I I understand that. I get yeah. that. So I I value. I'm very much an introvert, and I need my private time mm -hmm. and quiet time. And I've been single most of my life, so I'm very used to. Um, doing what I want to do. Right. And yeah, bathroom is a very personal experience. You know, <laughs> you, you gotta, you, people have their squatty potties, they have their, <laughs> they have their routine, you yeah. know, it's, it's a thing. So I think that you should respect each person as they, you know, need to release all of whatever they need to Agreed. release in, 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 in peace. Yeah. And, yeah. or if you need to be a poop ninja, then you could do that too. There's <laughs> <laughs> ways around that. What do you say to that? Um, well, I told one of my exes that he wasn't allowed to shit in my toilet. So, okay. right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, did you have, you had an extra bathroom just, though. That's the I thing I did, though. So yeah. If they don't have though. an extra bathroom, yeah. then it's like give and take. So either you accept right. or <laughs> move on. Yeah, good luck in you hotel rooms, go. buddy. Yeah, good yeah. luck in hotel rooms, because that's that's the thing. That's where it makes or break relationships in oh, my hotel. eyes, so. And especially no, there, the there open is a ones. thing called one drop. I, I'm a fan, I, I'm, so one drop's huge. you bring your one drop, because yeah. no one wants to smell your. Yeah. <laughs> or or poopery. Oh, yeah, carry that right, on the plane. Right. Yeah. I did that with my girlfriend on our first trip, one night, which our reconnective trip. Um, we went to Mexico, and I and I put in the. I go, hey, let's just preface. If you got to go to the bathroom because we're going to be here for five days together, this thing is the most amazing thing. He goes, really? <laughs> go try it out. So the next thing she runs out, she goes, oh my god, that's so amazing. I don't smell anything. And she's like, <laughs> you, know, sniffing around. you know, how you start sniffing around when you use it because yeah. you really want to believe it. She goes, my head was in the toilet. I can't smell anything. I go, I told you it's the most amazing thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm a big fan of one drop. I am too. And yeah, on planes, it could get pretty personal too. Oh, so yeah, that's a whole different day. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. All right, guys. Yeah. So tell your boyfriend, you know what? Just, just first of all, girl, just, just tell him you need your private time. I think you should be respectful. If you have one bathroom in this whole place, then, you know, just ease into it. Don't, don't, don't feel like you feel obligated to rush. You brush your teeth together, wash your face in the same room. But if you got to do whatever you got to do, just kick them out. So, all right. Um, and we'll leave it at that. So Kayla, is there anything <laughs> that we can plug for you as we're saying? Where can we find you? Um, probably just Instagram or okay. Facebook. Miss um, Kay Perez is my Instagram. You'll see all me crazy adventures and medicines and basically it's a collage of my life <laughs> um but that's basically it okay. yeah yeah fascinating it. jamie Very cool um just shout out to microtech today thank you guys for always hooking me up with my fun little toys here i love them they look amazing. All right, guys. And you can find us at Anything Dating Intelligence on social media. And my personal is at Fetch Sport. And please subscribe to YouTube and check us out. We have a great guest today, Kayla Prez. And once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. All right, guys. It's another episode. And we will see you soon. We are out.